the term hybrid workplace has been thrown around now, and it's been in the news, it's been at work, it's shown up everywhere. What we'll be talking about today is what is a hybrid workplace, and then how do you be most effective in the hybrid workplace as being a practicing leader? Welcome to the Practicing Leader Podcast. My name is Pool Bargava, and let's discuss. Hybrid workplace often includes a scenario where you both have remote work as well as in the office work arrangements. Sometimes employees work from home, sometimes people work from the office. There are several different combinations, different work hours, different times of start times and start dates. All those types of things are incorporated in what is now deemed a hybrid workplace. The hybrid model allows for greater flexibility for the worker as well as for the business. As employees choose what arrangements that they find most productive for them, it makes it so that way they can actually be the most productive at work when they are working. The key to a successful hybrid workplace is making sure all resources are actually available to the employees when they need them, where they need them. We're going to start off and take a look at some tips about how you can be effective and how you can be a better practicing leader when working with folks remotely and working in a hybrid workplace. We'll kind of go through a couple different categories together and we'll give you some specific examples of ways you can actually implement them. Tip number one, communication is key. Making sure you communicate and over-communicate about what you're planning to do, how you're planning to work, what you're planning to do. All of these things are going to be very, very important, especially when you're working across time zones, because some folks may not necessarily be able to have a live meeting immediately. So making sure that you're actually talking about and communicate and documenting what it is that you're doing consistently is going to make it so that way you've got clarity of what is supposed to be done and how it's supposed to be done. And that way there's a less chance of there being miscommunications. Some ideas of tools that you can use, whether it be email, whether it be an instant messaging type type technology, or if it's using text message or using video conferencing, these are all ways that you can try to use to be able to communicate more effectively with your peers and your team in order to try to make sure that there's clarity about what needs to be done. Tip number two, establish regular check-ins, whether it be with your peers or with your team. This is where it'll be important for you to have either a weekly phone call, daily update mails. Everyone should be able to communicate and make sure they're on the same page. That regular check-in is gonna provide you a conduit to be able to communicate regularly and be able to communicate information in a structured format. I have a video about how do you have peer one-on-ones. You can find that up here. And you can also download the form at thepracticingleader.com slash easier one-on-ones. It's a form that's very easy for you to be able to look through, be able to identify what kind of questions you want to ask, be able to take notes for yourself, and be able to then just take and download for yourself and use. Tip number three, use whatever online collaboration tools you have at your disposal, whether it be online whiteboards, whether it be project management tools, use whatever you can to be able to create great visuals and you're able to communicate either concepts or schedules or whatever else is available to you. Make sure that you're having these conversations regularly and using whatever tools you have at your disposal. This is going to help make sure that everyone has the same baseline understanding and they're able to then take away what they need to do as well as communicate to you if something needs to change. Number four, you're going to have to be flexible. Schedules are going to be be challenged when you have folks working in different time zones or working in different geographies. Whether you have somebody working in the UK and another person working in Beijing, another person that may be working in the United States, 
trying to find a time frame that is actually be good for everybody is going to be challenging. So this is where you'll have to be flexible about when different things can happen. And that's why communication is very, very important from the previous points. Having that commonality and understanding that you'll need to adjust your work hours or just when you can communicate with people is going to be important. Just like you need to be flexible with when you're going to be able to communicate with folks, you also need to be able to set clear expectations about what things will be done and when they will be done. As long as you're being clear with folks, you have an opportunity to be able to do course correction as well as be able to follow up and figure out what's going on. The lack of clear expectations will result in miscommunication, misunderstanding, and generally dissatisfaction because people don't ever want to plan to do poorly or plan to not meet expectations. Their plan is to try to do a great job every single day and trying to find that best possible intent will only help you be able to set clear expectations as you're having conversations with folks. The next tip is setting up regular virtual sessions with either your team, with your colleagues, with whomever, in order to be able to try to build camaraderie with them. This could be either by doing you know, virtual coffee breaks, a happy hour, online games, um, just getting to know you sessions, but just setting up time that way there's an opportunity both to be able to build relationships with individuals, but additionally to then make it easier for people to want to be able to ask questions because they feel safe in doing so. The way you'll help them feel safe is as they get to know you and become comfortable with you, they'll become more willing to ask you questions. So that way you can help them. A way I've actually done this is for one of my, for my local team, I set up sessions where folks could get together two different times of the day, once in the morning on once early in the week at around eight o'clock in the morning and and at another time later in the week at later in the day in order to be able to try to provide an opportunity for people in different time zones to be able to attend. Made that time available for folks and made sure that people could feel comfortable coming in and bring their own questions, bring some stories, bring whatever they wanted to bring to the actual conversation and make sure that they had an opportunity to engage and feel like they were part of the team. When folks were all working in the office, you would walk around, you would stand up from your desk, talk to somebody else, you'd stop by somebody's office. We're needing to go create that same sense of feeling where you're going and having a conversation with somebody but you're needing to go create that without the opportunity to be able to quote unquote run into someone while you're going to go get a drink, while you're going to go to lunch, while you're going to go somewhere else. Those opportunities are lost in a hybrid space. So you need to now try to recreate those spaces by providing people an opportunity to be able to get together and have conversations. This is something that was extremely successful in my local team where folks would come in with the questions that they had. They'd feel comfortable asking the questions because they felt safe in doing so. That's very, very important in order to be able to build a strong and cohesive team. That way folks can feel comfortable in order to be able to get the best results that they can get. While it's not just about results, it's also about being able to build strong relationships with individuals as well. The next tip, whenever possible, use video conferencing. Don't just use the phone. Don't just use instant message. Don't just use email. In the last video where I talked about micro-messaging, the visual cues that we provide to people about how we're experiencing the information that they're providing to us is important. So when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, being able to link with them and be able to talk to them and say, hey, I'm looking you in the eye, I'm actually having the conversation with you versus looking off to the side or you know, typing away at my computer and looking down. These are all things that are um, 
possible issues that could come up and where if you didn't have video, you could probably just type all you wanted and no one would know any different, but it'll come through in your voice and your voice will carry a, a sense of what engagement you have, irrespective of whether you intended to or not. So use video conferencing, be engaged and be an active listener in the conversation. Just like we're being flexible about when different people might be in different time zones, when you're scheduling meetings and you're scheduling sessions, be mindful of that and know that, you know what, not everyone will be able to attend, not everyone's going to be able to be there. Don't hold them accountable for not being there when it's in the middle of the night for them. So be aware of that. So if you can record a session, record a session. If you can go set something up so that way you can record a video to explain how something works and make sure that it's available to everyone, do that. Whatever you can do to try to be sensitive to the fact that they are in a different time zone because they have lived experiences that you want to be able to leverage. You want to be able to be there for them and be able to support them in whichever way you can. And one of the ways you can do that is being mindful of time differences. This last tip is be respectful and open-minded when working with folks from different cultures or backgrounds. When you're thinking about how you're having conversations with folks, think about what kind of either metaphors or idioms that you're using when trying to describe something. Because those idioms and metaphors may not translate to other languages. When you're having a conversation with somebody that is speaking English to you, Keep in mind that then that may not be their first language, and therefore the idioms and metaphors you use may not make sense. As an example, if you say, hold your horses, that may not be something that is understood by somebody that may not necessarily speak English as their first language. It is a colloquialism or an, or an idiom that is used in the United States, but may not necessarily be used in other, other parts of the world. Some other examples would be break a leg. While it's used in the arts as a way to be able to say that you want somebody to do well because they want you to be in a cast, it is not necessarily something that not it's not to say something that everyone would necessarily understand. Similarly, it's raining cats and dogs. It's that again is something that is supposed to indicate that it's raining hard, but may not necessarily be understood by everybody. Another example would be to pull someone's leg. That's not necessarily something that everyone would necessarily understand to mean. I'm teasing or joking with you. Again, this is where trying to stay away from idioms and metaphors when communicating across cultures is going to be important because these small things make it impossible for people to have a common understanding. It only takes a split second to practice leadership. If you want to hear more about the workshop to cover this topic, you can go to thepracticingleader.com slash workshop. Working in a hybrid workplace where some people are in the office and some people are at home and at varying times and varying time zones, it is very difficult. It is something that requires a lot of effort and will require you to step up in order to be able to be your best self and allow others to be their best selves. As you think about how to apply these tips, I'll quote my coach, my coach from way, way back when and talking about being your best. All you can do is try to be the best you can be on a day-to-day -day basis. Take the time, apply these tips, and be able to bring everyone along and practice leadership every single day. This has been the Practicing Leader Podcast. My name is Pool Bargava, and I'll talk to you next week.